the free for all roundtable round two on round two jason agnew is here news talk 1010 personality host of the trivia show on sunday mornings patrick brown is the mayor of brampton montreal radio commentator and like i say dowson is here as well and patrick brown you're not not going to bring a giant uh, duck to brampton are you no plans right now. Okay. Because that'll just be something to make Jerry angry all over again if that duck gets too much currency. Okay. So listen, let's listen in. Uh, Mark Saunders yesterday, basically, you know, his hat hook in this campaign is going to be about public security. And yesterday, it was his multi point plan to make the TTC safe again. Enough is enough. As mayor, my first priority will be confronting city's crime problem with solutions that work. I'll focus relentlessly on fighting crime crime and its causes. Whether it's your children going to school or you going to work or going to a doctor's appointment, working on a bus or streetcar as a driver, you have the right to feel safe on TTC property. We know these incidents of violence and disorder have many complex issues. Mental health, addiction, homelessness, and I will have more to say about those issues and I'll address those important points later on throughout the campaign. But right now, we have to put an immediate stop to the violence and disorder. Okay, Jason Agnew, I'll start with you on this one. Uh, Of course, that's what Torontonians want, but I need to know more about how you're going to pay for it. Yeah, no doubt, John. And this is, I think, absolutely expected from Mark Saunders. This is where he's going to go. He's playing to his strengths with an announcement like this. So, I mean, what more do you say? I'm not sure, though, as he leans into wanting this to be part of the police force. I don't know if that's necessarily the right move. I think a whole bunch of this is just we have a lot of vacant TTC stations where there are no collectors. And that's led to a lot of this issue. And like I say, Dowson, this is not unique to Toronto or Toronto's transit system. We've been talking today, especially after a young man got stabbed in Vancouver. Uh, This is a pan-Canadian issue. But let's get back to this one candidate who's sort of playing a hybrid of Batman and Commissioner Gordon. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. This so the law and order kind of agenda is what Mark Saunders brings to the table. But this is way more than a law and order question. And he actually says he's going to get to the the root causes, so to speak, later. And I'm like, okay, but like, weren't you the chief of police when a lot of this stuff was going down? Like, I don't, I, I'm not sure if I really, I don't know how to take this kind of tough stance he is taking how seriously to take it given that he was the chief and has been a member of the toronto police force for a good long time i don't know i i'm much more concerned about rising inequality and lack of access to housing and you know this this the, the stuff that's causing people to freak out and behave really badly and dangerously in the subway system including you know deinstitutionalizing people with serious mental health problems which is something that the entire country has to address like a bunch of people were sent back into the so-called community and ended up on the streets. And I, I think there needs to be a real serious discussion about that. Okay. Patrick Brown, your thoughts? Yeah. You know, I I think he's bang on. I, th- I think law and order is the issue this campaign in Toronto. And it's not just the TTC. It's everything from auto thefts to break and enters. Um, it's not the chief of police who decides the, the police budget. It's the mayor and council. So he may have been the chief of police in Toronto, but ultimately it's a political decision. And and policing has been underfunded in Toronto for years. A lot of people don't know that there are more calls to 911 than there's officers able to respond. And so the chief has to tier responses. Imagine that. You've got calls that require an officer, and the chief has to choose which calls are more important, which means they have to every day 
turned down 911 calls. It's it's a broken system right now. And like I say, Dawson, uh, a Quebecer, was in Toronto this week. Pierre-Carl Pelado. I know what a beloved figure he is in Quebec. Uh, but he was <laughs> making an announcement, I think, that could go over well. He acquired a cell phone company. And he says he's going to discount uh, rates by 20%. And the imagining, Anne, is that that would prompt all the other providers to go, well, wait, no, we're, here's more money from us, too. So the reason he got he was allowed to go ahead with this Freedom Mobile uh, expansion is that he he promised the federal government that he would be charging twenty percent less than the big telecoms already in place. So I think you know anything that develop you know advances competition on the telecom front is a good thing. Like I don't know about the other panelists and people who are listening right now, but I get my bill and I'm like, wait a second, what? So I think this is a good thing. Like Pierre-Carl Pelado is a guy who built an empire here in Quebec called Videotron using money from the Quebec Pension Fund. He got a huge loan from that uh, from that source. And then also he's the son of Pierre Pelado, who owns the big tab who owned the big tabloid newspaper here. So he comes from a media dynasty and he's he's not a, and he was the and he was the leader of the Parti Québécois, among other things. So he's got an interesting personal history, but he seems to have pretty sharp advisors. And I think there's an appetite for more competition in, in telecom for sure. So I guess we'll have, just have to see if he sticks to his guns. Yeah, Patrick Brown, not to talk down my own company, but uh, <laughs> I would welcome lower cell phone bills. Yeah, I was here, about here. to say that. Yeah. No, yeah. no offense to the parent company, but if there's ever a country that needs competition in the cell phone space, it's it's Canada. You look at cell phone <laughs> prices across the world and in India, Pakistan, across Europe, and um, you know we're getting ripped off left, right, and center in Canada. Jason, your thoughts at the risk of us both not having a job at nine hundred one? Well, you, you, well, you know, we freelance. Um, but uh, in regards to this, though, there there is mention though about the the Freedom Mobile service um, being um, maybe a little spotty. So eighty percent of the price, eighty percent of the service. Sure, you can use it on the TTC, but how is the signal otherwise? Yeah, I do get the feeling a lot of this is about possibly national coverage and when you're outside of a major center and you're right it's lower because it's an inferior service um, so need to go downtown don't drive if possible seems to be the message from the city of toronto patrick brown there seems to be an admission at the, the civic level that you know toronto is not friendly to cars and nothing can be done about it so you better give up on the car I would say if the traffic is too difficult in Toronto, you're welcome to come visit, shop in Brampton, uh, save yourself the headaches. We've got lots of great local restaurants. Okay. Uh, Jason Agnew, I mean, I gave up on driving downtown outside of the, the, you know, I have this crazy schedule that allows me to drive in when there's no traffic and drive out after rush hour. But after that, I never bring the car downtown. Is this where I'm supposed to plug Halton as I do a Halton daily newscast and say, come on out to Halton, Burlington? No, um, no, seriously, though, John, it's if possible in brackets at the end of this, that is the concern. I spent many years taking my mom and my grandparents back and forth, uh, and they needed to be in cars. They needed to have that accessibility, a train, transit, that's not going to cut it. And that is ultimately the concern here. Sure, I'll take the TTC down to the Blue Jays game, but when when it comes right down to it, I could not drive my mother or grandparents to the hospital uh, because, uh, you know, it just takes so long with Toronto yeah. traffic. So that is really my concern. And like I say, Dowson, I was recently in Montreal and somebody was driving me around and the city has been redesigned. It's like a puzzle. 
<laughs> yeah, and one that nobody really knows. I mean, the there's no signage, so the construction just sort of pops up, and you're like, wait a second, couldn't I drive down this street before? Anyway, and generally in a big city, you probably should try and avoid to drive, you know, avoid using your car. I mean, that that's just sort of like words to live by in general, right? And then if you have, you know, family members, or you know, you need to transport somebody by vehicle, consider maybe using cabs and then if you really have to drive then i guess you got to drive but uh like if you have a decent transit system it's a really good idea to just not it's not a god-given right to drive into a downtown core like that's just not a thing like i i think that's a kind of a weird north american assumption in europe people don't drive they use transit as much as possible and their cars are half the size of ours so it's a conundrum. Like I, you know, I like I like driving as much as the next person, and I, I like being on the open road. But that's not what we're dealing with in the city. So you have to just try and adapt to that. Patrick Brown, can I get your thoughts on uh, Hamilton declaring a state of emergency over opioids, homelessness, and mental health? Well, I, I'm sure it's an attempt to draw attention to it, which is helpful. You know, we do have a crisis in mental health that is, um, you know, the, the mental health dollars don't match the need and it's not funded um, municipally. It's obviously funded to a large degree provincially and, and federally. And so I think it's smart for Hamilton to um, have a declaration to hopefully expedite the conversation that needs to happen of um, how we help. Yeah, Jason, it's an interesting angle because I still remember an interview with John Tory where I was talking about all the disorder and craziness in, in this town. And he said, why don't you talk to the province? You know, I, there's only so much I can do. Yeah, I mean, there are, there are certain rules and you got to deflect the uh, but as, as Patrick said there, you know, state of emergency, it draws attention. We're talking about it now. So if that helps, great. So um, Ontario Place moving to, or no, actually the Science Centre moving to Ontario Place. And I don't know if you visited the uh, Science Centre. It's located in a crazy-ass place. I think it's a great idea to move it to Ontario Place, but I don't want to pay for it. So I remember going to it early on. In fact, I'm, I'm not sure when it opened, but I think it was a very big deal, along with the Toronto Zoo, for which my class helped to buy a tiger. <laughs> um, but anyway, like, the, so yeah, these institutions are beloved, and sometimes they are in weird places. But I just find it sort of weird that the premier just think, oh, geez, I'll just fly this by people at a news conference. Let's just move this giant, uh, you know, installation to the lakeshore, which is already heavily contested because they want to put some kind of Austrian spa down there. Like, I remember going to Ontario Place and seeing John Prine and other performers and just loving it, because unlike a lot of people who are making decisions about this stuff, I don't. we didn't have a cottage in Muskoka, unlike the Premier. And the Lakeshore and the islands were the only place we could go uh, for a break, you know? So I, I just find it weird that this is being done like this off-the-cuff. Like, these are huge publicly owned properties that need to be properly planned out and there should probably be some consultation with a few people before this stuff goes ahead you know it's very de Montpassant of you to say that you bought a tiger incidentally i did i did not <laughs> well, we expect all got together and fundraised for it uh you know like that was the way they got the kids involved and then when it first opened we went we were just like in love with it so okay yeah. jason a you're, long time ago. you're a lover of all things toronto and pop culture and all of that stuff is it a good idea to spend a whack of money building a new science center at Ontario Place. 
No, exactly. absolutely not. Why are we moving this thing? Also, I'm surprised we all got out of Ontario Place alive as children. You remember those beanbags? Why, goodness. They were um, great. No, this what are you is... talking about, Jason? Jeez, well, sure, were we're stronger for it. We're stronger for it. If you went down those slides without a little netting below you, you probably came out with a whole bunch of slide burn. But that was the 80s, and that was the glory of Toronto in the 80s, and we're stronger for it. In regards to this, though, leave the Science Centre alone. This is ridiculous. All here, right. here. Passionately <laughs> argued. And uh, Patrick Brown, I'll have to talk to you another time about your views on the Science Center, but thank you all. That's Jason. I'm going to go Agnew. have coffee served by a guy in capri pants. Oh. <laughs> uh, you've just ruined my entire day. And like I said, Dustin, Patrick Brown, Jason Agnew. My thanks to Nick Marano and Joe Cristiano for their work on the show. Thanks to you. And hey, we'll talk on Monday. Catch the round table, round one at 745, round two at 845, weekday mornings on more in the morning. News Talk 1010 Toronto.